0: Welcome back, Basement Binge listeners, and Merry Christmas! If you are listening to this on Christmas Day, of course, Merry Christmas to you. Um, thanks for listening. Hopefully you've been able to stay safe, but spend some time with those you love. If you're listening to this after Christmas, still, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hopefully Christmas was good for you, and you uh, also stayed safe. But this episode, obviously you saw the title. It's about the movie Warm Bodies, the 2013 movie. And why I think, well, I got to say this right way. I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but why I think it's a movie that's relative to talk about around Christmas time. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it, but it's also just a movie that I love. So, of course, towards the end, I'm going to get into the more Christmasy themes. But right now, I just want to talk about a movie that I love. And I thought it would just be a fun surprise to talk about something that I love so much as a christmas gift to all you listeners which I love you guys so much and I appreciate you. So thanks for being here. But let's start with two cents. So this is a spoiler-free reaction to the film. And like I said, it's a 2013 movie. It's called Warm Bodies. It's a romantic comedy version of the Romeo and Juliet story with zombies. It's hilarious, it, nothing groundbreaking, but just a lot of fun. It's really well well written. It's based off the same a book by the same name. Written and directed by Jonathan Levine, and the casting in this film is perfect. Both Nicholas Holt and Teresa Palmer give great performances and really are the reason that this film has so much heart, even though it's a silly zombie movie that's a romantic comedy and it's just it's funny. It's lots of fun. It's touching, it's got great music, it's got good performances and acting. It's a simple movie to enjoy. From the moment it starts with that opening, hilarious narration that it starts with throughout the entire film. It's just very easy to enjoy. Um, I saw forever go with friends way back in 2013 in high school and fell in love with it. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, The humor has changed a bit, but I deeply fell in love with it and Teresa Palmer and M83. So all these years later, I was worried that it was going to lose its touch. But I was with my wife a few months ago. We watched it and we both loved it. We both laughed. We both had a great time. And... In response to that, I promised her that I would eventually do a podcast on it. And I didn't really know how to do a podcast on Warm Bodies. Well, let me rephrase that. I didn't know when I would do a podcast on Warm Bodies. I tried to plan out a schedule for myself based off films that I'm interested in seeing or interested in talking about or franchises that I want to talk about and binge. And I didn't know where Warm Bodies would fit in that. And then the more I thought about it, I thought it would be a perfect movie for Christmas Day which we'll get into a lot later and fall in. But right now, I just want to say, talk about how much I love this film because it is so much fun from the moment it starts. I love the character of R. And I just love to talk about the film. So we'll get into it here now that Two Cents is over. Now, spoilers are coming again. It's a story of Romeo and Juliet about zombies. I'm sure you can already guess what's going to happen. So don't be worried about spoilers. Knowing how the film plays out isn't going to ruin any of the romance or the comedy um, in fact, knowing how it goes makes it all mo- that much more touching as you notice things. So spoilers are coming, but I'd encourage you to stick around, especially as we get into the more Christmassy theme. So on to the next segment, Pick Your Poison. It's very easy. This is a buy for me. And if you don't know what Pick Your Poison is, it's the rating scale here at The Basement Binge, where the scale is based off how I would interact with a film after seeing it. So the first option is to never watch it again. Self-explanatory. Above that is to stream it, which is... If it's on a streaming service you're already subscribed to, you're looking for something to watch, you'd stream it. Above that is a rent. Every once in a while, you'd be willing to pay a few dollars and rent it. And then at the top of that is buy it. Whether it's digital, Blu-ray, however, just own it. Watch it as much as you want. And this is easy. It's a buy. Since buying it, I've already watched it twice. One with my wife and once for the podcast. And I know it's a film that I'm going to continue to enjoy throughout the years. It's just, it's lighthearted, but so touching and full of great heart. And it's fun. And it's funny. It's got some actors that I love, some music that I love. There's just so many things that I love about it. I know I'm going to revisit it so many times and it's easy to recommend to people. You know, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever made and you're going to love it. It's, It's just simple and easy to enjoy. So yeah. On to the next segment, Binge Points, which this is kind of an interesting film to talk about with Binge Points because there's so many things that it does right. Um, But it's not like your franchise or things like that where it's full of Easter eggs. I mean, the most Easter eggs things that it has is its references to Romeo and Juliet. The main character is R and his love interest is Jules. You know, it continues as well with Paris, who's Juliet's like ex-lover in this film. He's named Perry. And then Romeo's friend Mercutio or however you say that is M or Marcus in this film And there's even a scene where R is talking to Jules outside while she's on a balcony. It's just very much Romeo and Juliet, and it's awesome. It's funny. But the other binge points that this film has going great for it is the continuity that it has with the zombies um, and the logic of the zombies. For example, one of the things that I realized this time around was there's a scene where Jules is taken by R. Um... So I guess I should explain this first for those of you who haven't seen it. So quick summary, super quick. This isn't a bench point, but just a summary of the film. R is a zombie, and Jules is not a zombie. Um, Those humans that are not zombies are living within a wall. They're living within their little buried or protected area. And Jules' dad is the leader of those humans trying to fight against the zombies, and R is just a zombie. Well, and she's out there trying to rummage for supplies with some Comrades and R and a group of zombies comes in. There's a zombie raid and a bunch of them die on both sides and R falls in love with Jules even Though he's a zombie and she's a human and so he takes her back to his little airplane um, His zombie home and falls in love with her and through falling in love with her He his heart beats again. He's no longer a zombie and Jules falls in love with him and then, through the two of them falling in love, despite being the Romeo and Juliet story, they're able to cure the zombies of being zombies. It's just funny. It's a romantic comedy. But anyway, the film continuity, it, it, it puts so much effort into being continuous in, in the way it portrays things. Like one of the ways that Jules is able to survive in the home of all the zombies is that R would rub zombie blood or whatever, guts all over to make her not smell like a human, and then they would just assume that she was a zombie. Well, her friend in that raid where Jules is taken is not attacked by zombies anymore because in one scene she's being attacked and Jules shoots the zombie that's attacking her friend, and so the zombie's blood goes all over her friend, so then she feels like smells like a zombie, and they don't find her, and they leave her alone, and she's left on her own. The other things is things like the actors who portrayed the zombies, they didn't blink at all when they were zombies. They start to blink and talk more instead of mumbling as the film goes on, as they start to be cured through love. But for the majority of the film, including Nicholas Holt, and all the long takes he had, he does not blink. And I noticed it this time, and it was creepy. <laughs> must have been so uncomfortable. Other things is, R, he gets wounds. You know, there's a tear in his shirt from a knife throw that happens from Jules. It's there through the entire film. There's a gunshot in his shoulder that's there for the entire film. Like, the, the way he's injured is still there. Other bench points, the music is awesome, both the score and the soundtrack. There's this scene where R is in, He R comes to Jules to try and like say that, hey, we're being cured, whatever. So they bring him inside and give him like a makeover. So there's this scene where they're giving him a makeover, and the song Midnight City by M83 plays while he's in the shower. And that moment is like forever frozen in my head. That was one of the moments where I fell in love with movies and M83. M83. I love that song, but. I've never forgotten that moment. I don't know why that stands out to me. I, maybe it's just the awesome music and the way it fits the tone of that moment. I don't know, but I love that specific moment. The music, that, that's not the only song. The music, both the soundtrack and the score in this are great. Um, you know, when he sees Jules and the music starts playing, it's hilarious. Other great things is cinematography in terms of lighting is phenomenal. I love the way light is used in this film and not in like a, um, what's the word I'm searching for? Ambiguous, you know, implying meaning in ways. It's just good lighting that that is pleasing to look at, and is as someone who fell in love with cinematography because of the interest in lighting and how that affects things, and and not just for the terms of like storing and implying meanings to things, but just the way capturing light is aesthetically pleasing. I love this film for that, and I wouldn't have guessed that except for this time around. I really noticed the lighting. Uh, Production and and makeup design are also awesome. And I haven't mentioned this enough, but the humor in this film is great. The narration that you get from R through Nicholas Holt is perfect. It's hilarious so many times. The things he says about himself, it's hilarious. My wife makes fun of me because she says I'm like R the way he narrates, and it's just funny. Um, so yeah, very, very simple binge points. Um, it's a simple movie. It's, it's fun to enjoy, though. So on to the least and likes. The least, I'm, it's very simple. I don't have one. There's never a moment in this film where it drags or gets boring. Yeah, every minute of it, I'm enjoying, and I'm having a good time in it. There's never a moment like, "Oh, this could, needs to be shorter." It's only an, a 90 minute movie, um, so it, the pacing is good, and it's enjoyable in t- throughout the entire time. And invested in the characters, and the story, and the fun, and the heart of it. Every moment that I love. So, like, my favorite part of the film is Nicholas Holt. He's just great in everything. He's he's sympathetic, but he's also a dead zombie, and his narration is great. You know, he's like, stop, you're, you're acting weird. Or why am I so weird? And, and, and the way he narrates, but also just the way he's able to p- portray being a zombie sympathetically, while also being emotionally touching the way he falls in love and the way he's changed by that. Just great performance from Nicholas Holt. One of the many reasons that I love Nicholas Holt is because of his film. So that's a very quick one th- run through, through the podcast. It's, it's a simple movie to talk about but the reason that I really talk about it is because of this last last segment fall in. It's the reason that this film is being saved on Christmas. Um, I love the film you know because of back in 2013 it was hilarious and I fell in love love with M83 and Teresa Palmer but now that I'm older and different I've, I've changed I love the film even more because of the message of love And I would have no idea, I would have never guessed it, especially having fallen in love with this particular movie before, that Warm Bodies and Romeo and Juliet's zombie story would be one of touching heart and love. And and I just wanted to see that. And how does this zombie movie have to do with Christmas? Okay, it's being released on Christmas Day. I announced that there was going to be a Christmas movie released. Like, what does this have to do with Christmas? I think it's a great Christmas movie because of the topic that Christmas is. And now this is a fall in that I've all this this topic this idea is something that I've always wanted to share more about, especially in fall in. But I'm nervous about it, especially now, leading up to this podcast. Even right now, I'm feeling way more nervous than I ever do when recording the podcast. You know, my stomach's getting the butterflies a little bit. And I don't have a problem with public speakings or anything like that. There's just something about this particular topic that I'm about to get into that makes me a little bit nervous. And it's because I would never want to hurt anyone who listens to the podcast. I would never want to send someone away because of differences about how we believe or what they think about what I'm saying. And differences I know are essential. And I'm nervous out of a fear of that, especially because Christian values, from my perspective, don't seem very popular right now. So on top of just being worried that I might hurt someone's feelings unintentionally, you know, that would not be my intention at all my intention is to uplift individuals. It always has been with Fallen, is to improve the world through my love of film. And not to say that I'm like the greatest person ever and I have all the answers. I don't, but I think that there's messages that are worth talking about that have definitely bettered me. And I know I've bettered Kate and Kelton and I've benefited from those conversations. And I just, I just want to share them. Um, and at the heart of that for me is as a Christian, my values and my beliefs in Jesus Christ. And as strange as it sounds, I'm nervous to talk about Jesus Christ at Christmas because it feels a little bit taboo in the general populace and culture of the world. But I respect you guys, I love you guys, and I hope that no matter what I say, no matter what our differences are, that you will respect me the same I do as you and that the basement bench can always be a place where differences and beliefs of all kinds are shared and accepted, but I want to be true to who I am and what I believe and be able to share them, but also because they've been incredibly life changing. This particular message and theme isn't exclusive to Christians. And and the film, what it's portraying about love isn't necessarily just Christian, but experienced through my personal lens of belief and experiences, it brings out a message of Christianity, a message of Jesus Christ that has changed my life. Significantly. I can't say enough good about it. And as nervous as I am, I want to share that. And I thought Christmas Day would be perfect for that because the story of Christmas starts and exists because there's a father who loves his children, you and I, all of us on earth, so deeply that he sent his son to earth to die for us, to suffer for us, so that we could become better. I'm a very, very flawed individual and I'm grateful and I need the hope the opportunity to change, especially this year. I feel like I need it more than ever. I need that. And that hope of being changed, that hope of improving, being saved or cured, however you want to define it, it's not exclusive for Christians. It's a gift that Jesus Christ gave to everyone. Um, And it it applies way beyond just Jesus Christ. And I want to talk about both and, and how that love, the hope of being changed by love is incredibly important to our life and how we can offer it to others, but it is at the heart of the story of Christmas. The story of Christmas exists and is celebrated among Christians because it's a message of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The reason that Christ came to earth is because of God's love. And it's a message of hope that comes to each of us because of that love. Like the angel said to the shepherds, the night of Christ's birth, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Right? This little baby came to earth and was born into a manger, a stable, a feeding trough for animals because of his and God's love for each of us. A message of great joy for all of us. This little baby in a manger eventually grows up and does incredibly things here on earth during his short life and eventually goes to suffer and bleed in the garden of Gethsemane and then die on the cross for each of us and then resurrected three days later. That's the story of Jesus Christ. He came to earth. And for each one of us, out of his love, he suffered for our pains, our afflictions, our sicknesses, infirmities, temptations, even death. He suffered for and overcame so that with mercy and with love, with understanding, he could succor us, he could help us, he could bring aid, but also give each one of us a chance to be better than our worst mistakes. I don't, I, don't, I luckily and so thankfully don't have to be deci- defined or limited to the worst mistake I've ever made. I have an opportunity, if I choose to, to be, be changed and to become a lot more. So like Jules did to R in the movie, she changed him by love to be cured from his own self-destruction. You know, we could sit here and, and hypothesize about whether it was his own fault or however he became a zombie, but it's kind of unimportant to the story. He was an individual, a flawed individual who needed saving, and we are all in need of saving. I, I, don't, I don't know everything I don't even know everything about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's there's still so much for me to learn, but what I have experienced and what I do know from my feelings, from what I've experienced in my own life, that the love of God sent his son, Jesus Christ. And through that mercy, I am a better person and I can be forgiven and I can overcome my faults and I can change and I can improve and I can give that opportunity for everyone else. And in time, in God's infinite loving understanding, all wrongs will be made right. There's plenty of wrongs still happening in the world. The suffering and love of Jesus Christ doesn't take those things away because there's a a special deep type of love that comes from allowing us to have to overcome those through our own, Use it, through our thrown our tools, thrown doing, of course, with the assistance of Jesus Christ. I'm just so grateful that I don't have to be defined by my faults. I can be defined by my good choices, that I don't have to be limited to a zombie, that I have the opportunity to be saved from that destruction for something so much more because someone loves me so deeply. I could talk about this forever, but if I do, I'm gonna ramble and get into the weeds. I just I could not let Christmas pass by without saying, I know that Jesus Christ as a baby came to earth and gave his life for me. And because of that, I can live again and I can overcome my mistakes and become perfect. And I don't even understand that as I say it. I, I know that I don't understand that, the complexity of that, but I understand the way it has changed me and the results I've seen happen in my life for the better because of that. So if it's something that you're interested in learning more about. First, thank you for listening. Whether you're interested in learning more about this or not, thank you for allowing me to share what I believe, something so personal to me. I hope that in me doing that, I have not hurt any of you listeners. I love all of you guys for listening. You've supported something that I love and I would hate something that I love to hurt or send anyone away. Everyone's welcome here, whether you disagree with me and think I'm crazy or not. But if you would like to learn more, you can send me an email at harrison at the basementbinge.com or reach out to me on social media. You can even visit the website comeuntochrist.org if, there, if you want to learn more about any of this. But what does any of this have to do with the love story between a human and a zombie? Well, it's really simply a message of love and the power that love gives to us to overcome our imperfect situation. So Merry Christmas on the message of that. Merry Christmas, meaning... The love that that Christmas brings, and the hope that that is Merry Christmas, to all of you. But no matter what you believe, this film is about love and how love changes people. And that love is not limited to the love that Jesus Christ offers to each one of us. That love is infinite. That love is is infinitely powerful. But that love is not exclusive to be given only from Him. You know, the film uses the words "cured by love" near the end of it, and. Jules and R, the love that they felt for one another, the love that they gave to one another, is powerful. And that was the start of all of it. So I want to talk about them a little bit, separately from Christmas, just because I love this film and what it has to say. There's a moment in the film where R and Jules have been spending some time together. They're starting to build a relationship, but Jules is trying to get back home. And R is taking her home. He's going with her to take her back home. And they're lying down, you know, he's on the ground, she's on a bed, and they're talking to each other. And Jules tells him how he's a better person than most humans back at her camp, back within the wall, and how he's such a good and honest person. And in that moment, he proves her right by being honest and apologizing for a mistake he unknowingly made as a zombie in eating her boyfriend, which when you say it like that is kind of dumb and kind of silly. And her reaction is interesting, but realistic. But it's, it's amazing that R was willing to be honest. R was willing to love in apologizing. That's not an easy thing to do. He really truly is as good as she says he is. But Jules loves in return with forgiveness. And if you've found my YouTube video about the greatest showman, which I'll link in the show notes if you haven't, you know how I feel about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very special topic to me. Um, but because of that forgiveness, because of the love that she has for R, the understanding of forgiveness, the understanding of being improved, R doesn't have to be defined by that one mistake he made unknowingly because of his imperfect existence. And because of that love she gives him, that new heartbeat in his chest, it can expand into a cure, right? Jules started a heartbeat in him because of his love for her, because he, he swooned for a beautiful woman. But it expands and grows into a cure for everybody because Jules chose to love by forgiving. And that's powerful. And that goes way beyond just any type of romantic love. It definitely applies in romance, but it goes way beyond just romantic love. There's another moment around the same time in the film where R has a dream and he has a dream where he walks up to Jules and Perry and the friend, I forget her name, but he's talking to them and he he asks Jules, you know, can we be whatever we want? Meaning Jules and and R and Perry in response to that says, not after you told her you ate her ex, (laughs) obvious response because he is the ex. And then Jules replies, try in the dream. Like, like that's, That's the response in the dream. Love gives us a chance to try to be better. We all need that. No matter who that love is coming from, we need to give that to others just as much as we need to receive it for others. Um, That love is really, really hard to give sometimes though. Um, And even if you are given that love, someone is incredible enough to offer you that type of love, it's it's hard to live up to it. and there's a moment right after this event that I've explained where Jules, she gets up before R, she leaves, she heads back home and R has to walk back and he's walking back and cinematography is great. And there's great music. So R, as he's walking back says, so much for dreaming. You can't be whatever you want. All I'll ever be is a slow, pale, hunched over, dead eye zombie. What I think was going to happen that she'd actually want to stay with me. It's hopeless. This is what I get for wanting more. I should just be happy with what I had things don't change. I need to accept that. It's easier not to feel that I wouldn't have to feel like this. And it's an important moment to recognize the feelings of shortcomings, the feelings of, of disappointment that can come with offering that type of love. You know, when you open up your heart like that, you can both be hurt. Um, and I'd love to take apart every single word of those few sentences that he says and how it's a powerful testament about. Both individuals, from a person-to-person love, and from a Christian type of love, like I talked about earlier. But I'm just going to say something very simple and let you think about that sentence, or that paragraph, whatever you want to call it. It isn't hopeless. Things do change. When you lose hope, and when you give up, as the movie tells you very early on, you become a bony. Which is like the dead, beyond redemption version of a zombie. Right? R explains what is a bony is at the beginning of the film and he says that's what happens when you lose hope and give up. He uses those exact words. But luckily R has a friend who turns him around and gives him hope again. You know, his friend Marcus turns him back around and has him go interact with Jules, experience more love and have hope. That hope that love gives is powerful. It's offered by Jesus Christ and it can be offered by loved ones, family members, spouses, partners, boyfriend, girlfriends, friends. Significant of however you want to define it. It's a powerful thing when someone loves you deeply enough. And I'm so grateful for all the ways that my wife has taught me what it means to do that. She loves unconditionally. And she is so incredible in that way. And I'm indebted to her because of that and deeply grateful for it. And hope that I can learn more and more from her and a simple film like this of how to do that better in my own life. It's cheesy to say this. But it's true, love can change the world, and it's a message that I think is so simple that it almost kind of becomes trite and loses its value when it's true. You know, there there's zombies out there. However, you want to define that. But in in our own way, we're all a zombie. We all need improving. We all need exhumation to use the word of the film. We need that. But at the same time, another way that love can change the world is a way that. Jules and R were the spark that changed all the other zombies. If it wasn't for Jules and R, it wouldn't happen. R even says, Julie and I were giving the others hope. Hope and love are powerful things. He even defines it at the end. Understanding us and connecting with us, that is the key to the cure. It's a powerful thing, that is. And it's interesting how at the beginning of the film, during his opening narration, he's talking about how he wishes he could have connected people. And it would have been interesting to see a busy airport full of people interacting and socializing. And while he's saying this, you see a view of what I assume is airport before this, where everybody's kind of like standing in lines or around just being on their phone. And so definitely like the film could, could take a hard message and say, when we are glued to our phones and these, these, I want to say the right word, artificial connections, that can come through a phone, not to say that there aren't real ones, but the majority of what we, myself included, do on our phones is an artificial connection. It could say that we're becoming zombies by doing that. But it doesn't. I mean, it, it points it out there to let you make that conclusion yourself, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Um, but true connection, that, that's a key to the cure. In his closing narration, R says something that I think puts it perfectly. It was a little scary at first, but that's how it is. All great things are scary at first. And that is how the world will be exhumed. That's how the world is exhumed. Connecting with people, understanding people despite differences. They may may be a zombie. You may be a human. But you connect. You understand differences. You forgive. You give the benefit of the doubt. You love people. Even if they are zombies, you give them a chance to be better. No, No matter what your religious affiliation or belief is, it's a simple truth that love is empowering and it's changing. And I'm extremely grateful for the love my wife and my other family members give me. I'm even more grateful for the love that this Jesus Christ, the savior of the world has given to me. That God, my father in heaven has given me a chance to be better than this zombie that I would become myself if it were up to my own choices. We're always on a path of our own self-destruction from the moment we're born. If it wasn't for some redeeming act of love We'd be done for. We'd eventually all turn into bonies. But at some point, we have a chance to choose otherwise. And I'm grateful for the Christmas season and what it means for that. So Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks for listening. I hope that you're all safe. You've been with people you love. You've been able to experience of the incredible blessing that love is, that you've been able to stay safe. This has been an interesting year. Um, A lot of individuals have, things have gotten lonely. You know, earlier today, I was given blood. And the individual, the phlebotomist who's taking my blood, said that she doesn't get to spend Christmas with her family. that was kind of sad. You know, this is a very, very interesting year. So I hope in some way all of you, whether you're listening to this podcast on Christmas Day or not, have a chance to be with those you love and to feel of the blessing and privilege that that is. So Merry Christmas to all of you. That's all for now. My name is Harrison from The Basin Binge. Ciao, ciao.